Well, we've really talked about everything with sport now at this point, and um, we're going to, in terms of like what you should know, just in terms of uh, its background, like how it's played, little idiosyncrasies of and everything. So we're now going to walk you through uh, the recently the top 25 uh, top preseason top 25 rankings across a number of different outlets were put out. Recently, we are going by D1Baseball.com, uh, probably the mm-hmm. considered kind of like the flagship and top source for college baseball news here. Their top 25 rankings here and breaking down teams within the major conferences, the Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, ACC, Big 10, uh, and talking about what's... Um, uh, and then the uh, mid-major schools as well. We're going to talk about just the, the teams that are in there and what uh, what you should know about them, what you should be expect from them this coming year, including our predictions in the end mm-hmm. for our Omaha 8. Um, so exactly. Boom has his more set. I am more kind of winging it on my end. I've got a few that I have, <laughs> uh, I have stronger convictions for rather than the rest. So I'm kind of letting things play out as it is and then giving my take on it at the end here. Um, so yeah, once again, to, to run that down for y'all I'm talking about here in the next few minutes, the major conferences, big 12, sec, ACC, big 10, PAC 12, and then some of the mid-major schools that you should know about as well. Um, and so we're going to start with that on the sec side that boom is going to be talking to us about. So take it away, my friend. Oh yeah. Yep. So for the entirety of this season, I will be covering the SEC, which I'm pretty excited about. The Big Ten, we'll see who comes about that. And then mid-major schools. So to kick things off as we preview the uh, conferences, I'm going to start with the SEC. The Some say it's the most prestigious college and uh, conference in college sports, especially football and in baseball. You can make an argument for it because when it comes to the top 25, they have a lot of representation. So starting off with the number two pre-ranked team, Arkansas. And of all the teams that I give, you know, little spiels to, I am previewing, I'm giving an extra special preview exclusively to Arkansas. So Arkansas. Who is their stud? I'm going to tell you who their stud is. It is second baseman, redshirt sophomore, Robert Moore. Why should you care about this guy? Well, he has started every single game in his last two seasons. Last year, 16 bombs, and he scored 59 runs. In a college realm, with as few games as they play, that is really, really good. Uh, he had a 384 on base percentage and 554 slugging, which that's an over 900 OPS. Again, when it comes to the college level, if you can have an OPS over 900, you're a stud. So this guy is going to be a stud from start to finish. Moving on into their starting lineup, you have their um, you have other you know position players to look after. Um, third baseman Caden Wallace, who is again a sophomore, so more young blood, slashing 369 on base percentage, 500 slugging, 14 bombs last year. Then you got their shortstop, redshirt junior Jalen Battles, baby, 371, 407, not too shabby by any stretch. Center field Braden Webb, who is a senior, you know, 
He's got that seniority slashing 372, 413. That's 372 on base percentage and 413 slugging. And then, oh man. So you've got the dynamic duo, Robert Moore. And then, last but not least, Brady Slavens, baby, hitting it up in right field, slashing 347 on base percentage and a 560 slugging, 14 bombs and 63 RBIs. I'm telling you, these two guys, Moore and Slavens, they're going to be in the t- they're going to be up in the in the top of the lineup, and they're going to be just slugging this team all the way to the finish. But of course, you can't be the number two team without with just a stellar lineup. You need a good rotation. So moving on into their rotation, they lost one of their star relievers and it's going to be hard to replace him. That guy had a sub one ERA. My goodness. He's moving on to bigger and better things. So the pitching like with a lot of these schools is going to be the biggest question. You have redshirt junior right-hand pitcher, Connor Nolan, 6.91 ERA. Not the prettiest thing in the world, but I mean, he's in their rotation. You have a sophomore, Jackson Wiggins, 5.09 ERA. So we're getting better, but their rising star, a lefty baby, he's going to be in their rotation. Hagen Smith, hear a lot of good things out of this guy. I really, it, they need this guy to emerge. You know, they're putting him in the starting three, and Hagen Smith has to, he's got to step it up. Uh, you know, Connor and Jackson have got to get their ERAs down. They got to, you know, lock in, but Arkansas is a powerhouse. There's going to be a lot of powerhouses that we talk about as we talk about college baseball and Arkansas is for sure. One of them, they've been in the top 25. They've made the super regionals. They've made Omaha. They have the foundation to do this. And so I fully expect them to, you know, dial in those ERAs and really go at it. But then, last but not least, their bullpen. Uh, they got a freshman, Nick Moten, who's really good, and then a returning sophomore, Gabe Starks, 9.00 ERA again. Uh, the biggest question is they're pitching, but they have one of the best offenses in the country, which is why they are going to be a team that's going to stick around in the top 25 for sure. Um, Moving on to the remaining ranked members of the SEC, not going to give as much uh, intro into these teams, but you got Vanderbilt, another powerhouse. Freshman starter Carter Holton. I mean, come on, man. This guy, you know, he is a top recruit, baby. Uh, They have solid pitching and bullpen. Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker are gone but I fully expect them to, you know, probably even surpass Arkansas. And, you know, these guys are going to make it all the way, baby. (laughs) Their offense is going to be stout. And then you have the defending champion, ranked number four, Mississippi State. Plenty of guys are returning, but their bullpen needs to step up. So, you know, a lot of it's going to be a question. Can they make it? Can they can they do a repeat? Um they're certainly stout. Ole Miss, so you got Mississippi State and Ole Miss rivals, number four and number five. Uh, man, how did that happen? Ole Miss, great pitching staff. All the position players are returning. So, I mean, my goodness. SEC heavy, that is what this top 25 is. I mean, it's just, they're just going to prove that they're the best at all sports, basically. Uh, moving on to the number eight, LSU. Their lineup is so nasty. Um, 
It is just so high-powered offense. It's really been that way for a long time, but they're pitching to the question. Biggest question for LSU. Um, Like Arkansas, if their pitching dials in, they're going to be straight-up scary because, I mean, they already rake at the plate. Uh, Florida is number nine. They have a young staff, which is not necessarily a bad thing, and they could sneak up on everybody. So you can't count them out. They're not overrated. I mean, Florida, they got a good program as well. And then you go from number nine all the way to number 16, Georgia. Uh, Georgia, you know, they won the football (laughs) national title, and they want to make a name for themselves. They have an impressive rotation, and the roster, that's not very flashy, but it gets the job done. So their lineup, it just, they go in. They're not hitting a lot of bombs, but they're a real team player. Kind of like the San Francisco Giants. They just get the job done. And with an impressive rotation, these guys are probably going to go uppity, uppity, up. So, and then finally, the final team that I'm going to highlight is the final ranked team for the SEC. And that is Tennessee, baby. They are playing with a chip on their shoulder. They need to keep their intensity up in order to really make a run at it. You know, they're they're kind of in the bottom half of the 20 top 25, but and but they have a whole lot of potential. All the teams in the top 25 have a lot of potential, but they just need to really buckle down. Otherwise, they're going to be a fast exit. Um, you know, then you have your non-ranked teams I, you know, just personally, I really hope AM gets in there. Uh, they've had success in the past. And you got Alabama, Auburn, South Carolina all knocking at the door. Uh, so, uh, but we'll see. Ultimately, SEC, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot. But we then turn to you, Trav. Uh, you, you're lucky because you're going to be covering the conference that has our school, a.k.a a conference that is going to be adding teams in the next few years. But for now, it is the Big 12. Yes, sir. And I, yeah, I just kind of like follow up some closing thoughts here on uh, on the SEC. You know, we 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 joke about that whole uh, that whole it just means <laughs> more uh, <laughs> saying yeah. for the SEC. It is uh, it's kind of this, this it feels like this punching bag now of a, of a, of a tagline for their conference, but these like Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi state, Ole Miss, LSU, like really all programs that they are, they are, they're, their home stadium environments are serious. They are like hardcore baseball fans out those schools. And yeah, I mean, Utah, like this is a, like hearing the D one baseball guys on their podcast, talk about this, like that, that, that cluster of Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, like those guys, we're going to see some high scoring games, uh, <laughs> like between those Seriously, teams man. there. <laughs> and, uh, and then like any, like any of these other kind of teams in the conference, you know, you've got to like either go play them or host them at home. I mean, it's like, goodness, man, buckle up, like through put your best out on the mound there because you're, <laughs> you're about to have a field day. If you, uh, uh, if you don't, yeah. and even so, it might be uh, it, just a problem. I mean, that's the, yeah, really it comes down with any of these these teams we're talking about in college baseball. Like, great great hitting, scoring all the runs, putting guys on base, homering it, RBIs, all that stuff. That will get you, that will get you uh, into the regionals. But 
ultimately making it then into the super since the college world series, how far you go is dependent upon uh, what you put out, put out on the mound and the depth that you have in your bullpen. So yeah, it's the, it seems like that's a very common theme across college baseball this year of either teams that are very strong, uh, going to be very strong offensively, uh, or teams, you know, that are going to be more set defensively and, uh, and on the mound and just kind of finding those teams, you know, like the piece, everything together, there's just still more questions with that. It seems like, and the sec, we're really seeing that with it. However, we just know like all these teams really recruit at such a high level. Like they're just getting the best talent right now. Like the, the SEC is just, I'm sorry. They, even as a big 12 guy, they are the best right now. You got, you got to beat them. <laughs> like you, uh, you saw what Mississippi state also what Mississippi state did last year, uh, in the college world series and really what the SEC did, um, well, the whole thing, the baby. last year that, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, you, you don't play around with those guys. They, uh, they're, they're going to bring their yeah, A game no. to it here. So we're going to run, jump into the big 12. Now if I can get back up to where my notes are here talking about the conference that we love so dearly. So we're going to start. So starting here in the big 12, we're going to talk about the team that has entered D one baseball's preseason poll. Number one overall. And that is the Texas Longhorns. Yes, we got to talk about the evil empire here on the show, even as Red Raiders here, uh, because the truth is this is this program historically and this year is just the stout. It is. Uh, it, they're just they, they're phenomenal what they do, and they are they've kind of hit their groove now under six year head coach David Pierce. They are coming off an appearance in Omaha last year and a top four finish within the field of Omaha. That was the second uh, Omaha appearance in head coach David Pierce's tenure. Uh, they've lost pitcher Ty Madden from last year's team, who was taken 32nd overall by the Detroit Tigers. But they do feature the Big 12 preseason pitcher of the year this year in Pete Hansen. He led the conference last year with an ERA of 188 and had a 9-1 record. Uh, with 80 strikeouts in 91 innings, that is just elite, like on another level. He was a freshman All-American last year, along with being an All-Big 12 honorable mention selection. They may need to figure out some more depth on hitting and the bullpen, but they're very deep with their main guys. They picked up Skylar Messenger, a 6'3 grad transfer uh, infielder from the Kansas Jayhawks over the offseason. Uh, if there, there's one thing maybe you could be, uh, you could just be more have maybe some questions about as to how this is going to work out. They're very right-handed pitching heavy. Uh, we'll see if that emerges as a, as a weakness for them over the season, but they've got seven guys uh, out of 18, all big 12 uh, preseason players that were, were named recently. They took seven of those spots starting pitcher, Tristan Stevens, unanimous uh, designated hitter, Ivan Melendez, unanimous center Silas Ardwan. Infielder Mitchell Daly, infielder Trey Faltine. He had five home runs in 2021, double-digit doubles. Starting pitcher Pete Hansen looks like he's probably going to be their Sunday starter. And then right pitcher Aaron Nixon. Uh, the the Longhorns, as I mentioned, they are just elite uh, historically here. Well, we're, we're talking about these guys. They're the second winningest program in college baseball, only to the Fordham Rams, who have that most winningest the Rams. record. Because they began playing... <laughs> Because they began playing the game long before many of the teams, uh, today's active teams, oh, began man. in the sport. So really, in modern-day college baseball, the Longhorns are essentially it's number one in that Horns. regard. Yeah. Oh. So program <laughs> stats, 
here for these guys. Six College World Series titles in their history. That's tied with LSU and second to USC's 12, University of Southern California, that is. They've been runner-up in the College World Series title game or championship series seven times. They've had 37 College World Series appearances, 88 College World Series games won, 248 NCAA tournament victories, and the most NCAA tournament appearances of all teams in 60. So moving on to the next program here is Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State is also one of the more accomplished programs in college baseball history. The Cowboys are led by former player Josh Holliday as head coach. They're a program that will always play a tough non-conference schedule. They may start a little slow to begin beginning of the year, but they're usually firing by all cylinders come conference play. They feature a couple of notable players here in Miami transfer, right-handed pitcher Victor Medeiros, 12 appearances last year, and eight starts held batters to a 229 average and posted a 194 strikeout-to-walk ratio despite a 5.11 ERA and 2-3 record. He has a four-pitch mix that he's usually throwing. So already a solid player, can only get better here and is probably going to exceed up there in Stillwater. Rock Riggio is a infielder slash outfielder from Simi Valley, California. He is a top 100 recruit coming to Stillwater. He led Thousand Oaks High School on California last year to a 29-1 record as a pitcher. Was an 11th round pick by the Milwaukee Brewers in last summer's draft. He's elected to go, go to college. His high school record's broken out in the state of California. 12 home runs, 45 walks, and 52 runs scored. So just... Yeah, a couple of elite guys that are coming into this program here. Keep an eye out on returning right-handed pitchers Bryce Osman and Kale Davis as well. And preseason all Big 12 players to keep in mind. Utility player Nolan McClain, utility player Jake Thompson, utility slash starting pitcher Jason Campbell, who's unanimous for the preseason all Big 12. He is a proven All-American ace for this program. Cowboys won the College World Series back in 1959. They have the fifth best winning percentage of uh, college baseball programs, the 14th most wins, sixth most college World Series victories, the fourth most NCAA tournament appearances. And pulling this directly from Wikipedia because I found it really fascinating. The program has accumulated a better all-time winner per- win percentage and more wins, regular season conference championships, conference tournament championships, All-Americans, NCAA tournament appearances, NCAA tournament wins, College World Series appearances, College World Series finals appearances, College World Series wins, and College of Baseball Hall of Famers than any Big 12 school other than Texas. So just Dang. once again, an elite program up there in Stillwater. Dang is right. And then we move uh, yeah. on to our Texas Tech Red Raiders. So let's go, baby. Red Raiders let's feature go. the preseason player of the year. And infielder Jace Young, he hit a 337 oh, yeah. uh, batting average last year and led the conference Dang. in 21 home runs in 2021. He is a consensus uh, from last season. He was a consensus All-American and National College yep. Baseball Writers Association Freshman Hitter of the Year. We expect mm-hmm. our Red Raiders to be competitive and in contention again for the Big 12 Championship and for hosting both regionals and supers again this year. But there were more departures this offseason and new guys that came in that we've seen in recent years from our Red Raiders. Weekend rotation is the biggest thing. Kind of circle in on to see how that unfolds the year goes on. Brandon Birdsell is coming back from injury. We, we 
a lot of us thought that, you know, he's going to be headed to the pros after last year, but he's returning to the mound. He is fully healthy. He has a 99 mile per hour fastball as of this past fall. If he can round out the rest of his picks, pitch mix and make it consistent, this guy is probably the sure Friday starter for Texas Tech. Oh, yeah, for sure. Chase Hampton is probably going to move to the number two role for the Red Raiders this year. Uh, we're really looking at here on the mound, uh, at the plate that is, can Cole Stillwell, Kurt Wilson, Easton Murrell take the next steps from being good hitters to great hitters to complement what Jace Young brings to this team? Exactly. Um, so once again, preseason, all Big 12, infielder Jace Young, unanimous. Um so I think you know, this is just once again, I expect them to uh I expect them to be in the super regionals um this upcoming year. Uh just because Tim Tadlock understands how to manage a roster, tweak things throughout the season, get the absolute best out of his out of his guys, coach him up. Um his coaching staff is just phenomenal. They always do a great job oh, across yeah. uh, across the entire team and uh and getting them ready to go for when it matters the most. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward Let's to watching go, baby. Red Raiders again this year. Yeah, just a couple more weeks. Same here, man. How long now? TCU, yep. final ranked team here in the Big 12 to start the year. They are starting now with first year. It is the first year with longtime assistant Kirk Sarlus taking the helm as skipper. Uh, this is because Jim Schlossnagel, their longtime head coach, left after the 2021 season to become the head coach of the Texas A&M Aggies. So it's a new era in Fort Worth. Schlossnagel was TCU baseball, essentially. He programmed that really had modest success for his arrival, much in like the same vein of like a Texas Tech or a Vanderbilt. In his 18 years as head coach, he led the program to 15 NCAA tournament appearances, five of those which culminated in an appearance in Omaha. In addition to in addition to Austin Krobe uh, here as a preseason All-American Big 12 player, you should also look at Cam Brown and Riley Cornelio to be solid arms on the mound for the Horn Frogs. They are big-time arms, uh, even though they struggled a little bit at times last year, though. Um, potential there is offensively with guys like outfielder Elijah Nunez, but there's going to be a lot of young guys are on this team. Like you take a look at their roster, a whole lot of freshmen, sophomores on there that they're going to need to step it up at the plate. If they are going to want to get the full potential out of their team and ultimately be in contention for the super regionals in Omaha, this may be a team here that, you know, we look at as, Hey, you know, if they just get back to regionals again, that's a great success for them, but there's the possibility they could go even further. You never know with this TCU Horn Frogs program. So once again, that preseason all big 12 is infielder Brandon Taylor is unanimous. There he's probably a top 15 player in college baseball and starting pitcher, Austin Crobb. And yeah, just a kind of few non ranked teams to take a look at here in the rest of the big 12. Iowa state does not play baseball uh, of the 10 teams that are in the big 12. However, we do have Baylor. They played solid throughout 2021. They kind of faltered down the stretch and missed the tournament. Uh, Steve Rodriguez has done a great job there since he's been in Waco gotten him three uh, since he arrived there in 2016 he's gotten him three regional appearances he's uh, rodriguez is the former head coach of pepperdine so he brings a very west coast style of baseball to the diamond a lot of small ball a lot of just kind of waiting for you to make mistakes and pouncing on them that way just very fundamentally sound baseball 
probably look at Baylor once again is uh, is very much in the contention for returning to a regional here in uh, in 2022. Uh, got Kansas, uh, modest team. They last had a regional appearance back in 2014. Kansas State did a, done a really good job with Pete Hughes the past few years, a former Oklahoma head coach who's uh, nearly won the Big 12 tournament last year with them, almost got them a spot in the regionals. Uh, Oklahoma, we'll see with them. Uh, West Virginia built a pretty solid program with Randy Maisie there over the past decade. He's gotten them to a couple of regionals. Um, so, yeah, we, I think, you know, there's definitely the Big 12 is going to be another strong conference this year for college baseball, and our Red Raiders are going to be right in the mix of it. And so the preseason poll, the Big 12, is already put out as well. So Texas has been picked number one. They received eight, eight uh, first-place votes. Oklahoma State came in number two, received one first-place vote. Texas Tech coming in at three, TCU four, Baylor five, Oklahoma six, Kansas State seven, West Virginia eight, and then Kansas number nine. So, boom, take us away with the next conference. <laughs> Uh, the next conference, not a whole lot to mention. It's more just like an introduction to the Big Ten, the Big Ten, uh, the schools up to the north where they, you know, their bread and butter is more sports along the lines of hockey and wrestling and, you know, still still football here and there. But uh, baseball is not their strong suit, but they, they've had some success in the past. You've had teams like Michigan and Maryland who have been in the mix. They made regionals last year and, you know, they have some good stouts themselves. But um, this is really more just like an introduction that I'm going to be actively covering the Big Ten during uh, or during this season, be giving y'all just the, you know, the score updates, how this conference is doing. But, you know, there's bigger and better uh, conferences out there as we're going to get into. Um, it's funny because Wisconsin doesn't even play baseball. I guess they're just, you know, they're they're they they've just given up you know they've just they, they they've just given up and they're just you know i can't remember if they, they ever just, had a program <laughs> to begin with or if they have just uh or if they or if it's one of those like title nine things where they had to make a decision on there and so baseball just wasn't what they were going to do i think they have a softball team that's pretty decent at least but um, wow yeah baseball hey. is uh baseball and uh is not a thing in madison unfortunately so uh yeah, the, the Badgers do not have anything to contribute here to this conversation. This episode of No Doubter was produced by Barrett Bostick and Travis Loffley and edited by Travis Bostick. Our logo was designed by Lindsay Soblick.